If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. What is going on everyone and welcome back to Shooting the Shit Uncensored. I'm your host, the dad bod god, the bald, the beard and the fucking beautiful Piers Austin. And tonight we got big brother Billy Preston making his return to the show. The last time he was on, it was just before his uh, became big brother Billy. So we're going to talk about the new character, getting Jordan to say fuck on a, a live show, on a live mic and much, much more. But before we go any further, I need to take a quick second to talk about our sponsor, Sleeves. That's S-L-E-E-F-S. Now, that's Sleeves.com. If you or someone you know is an athlete, you need to go and check out Sleeves. They've got armbands, compression pants, compression shorts, headbands, boots, mouth guards, and they've even got those dirty boxes. You always hear me raving about these dirty boxes are the most comfortable boxes you will fucking fine and they have some amazing uh designs on the front of them to keep that special person in your life giggling when the belt buckle comes undone at the end of the day but go and check out sleeps use that promo code mwa pod to get a 10 percent discount on your final purchase also wherever you are finding us i appreciate you for tuning in make sure you like share subscribe if you're listening on youtube leave us a comment hit the bell to stay notified tap the red button and tap in. If you're listening on a podcast platform, please give us a five-star review. It helps with our analytics. It helps us bring more amazing conversations to more amazing people like yourselves. So get to clicking, please. But without further ado, let's get in to my conversation with big brother, Billy Preston. Wednesday night with Big Brother Billy. Welcome back to the show, brother. Oh, glad to be back. Glad to be back. <laughs> How you going, man? I, I, we're just man. I'm doing good, bro. But we're just discussing that mo, man. That is that is some glorious facial hair on your upper lip. <laughs> uh, what can I, I'm you know I'm, I'm I'm moving into more my manhood. You know, I'm I'm, I'm owning the uh, the moustache. You know, I think it was a it was a a, a Movember. Um, spontaneous moment and it just uh just carried on from there i think you know it it grew in looked all right i was like you know what it looks fine let's keep going and then uh 
it's it's stuck there for now um i think it's a little bit blonde uh but you know um i'm i'm tossing up whether to dye it or not but you know what It, it goes all right I think like with it as well and like with your character, <clears throat> it can it's kind of like a throwback of like eighties kids TV shows. Cause if you remember back oh you probably weren't even born in the eighties, but um in the eighties a lot of people had facial. I was, hair, not, so. I was not alive, no. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I, <laughs> I have to remember um, who I'm talking to sometimes with, with some people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, look, I, I think the reason I have it is just because I don't think I can grow other forms of facial hair that well. I think moustache is is the only one I can I can probably do. So it's the way we have to go. Um, but I've had you know lots of compliments. I've had one person tell me that I need to shave it immediately. But uh, apart from that, everyone else has been relatively positive about it. Um, yeah, I, I know a few fellow wrestlers are <laughs> have said some very complimenting yet hurtful things. But uh, but yeah. <laughs> Overall, I think it's I think it's gonna stay for a while until until someone beats me in in a in a mustache versus hair match. I don't know, you know. What like what was the most like complimentary slash hurtful comment that you received about the mother? <laughs> you oh. got me intrigued when you said that, so now I'm like, all right, I'm gonna hear this. Um, I think I think um, Reese Angel said something that was um r- rather funny. Um, he was just like. <laughs> He's like, you look like a pedophile, and it's a great moustache, or something along those lines. <laughs> and I was just, uh, it was, it was, it made me feel proud and also hurt at the same time. So, yeah, I can imagine, man. But, uh, look, so. Yeah, you know, last time you were on, it was just before, I think it was like a week or two, maybe a month before you debuted the Big Brother Billy character. And, you know, we kind of had a bit of a chat offline after that show. I remember you telling me about it and straight away I was like, yeah, this is fucking sick. Like, this is a cool, this is a cool concept. And I'm really excited to see how well it's gone and gotten over, especially when it was like, you know what I mean? Like, you've come out of just, you know, having a heel run essentially with Jimmy and then now you're going and you've completely turned full babyface where you are getting some amazing reactions from it. And it's a really cool character as well because I think everyone yeah. can you know, remember, you know, kids TV shows at some point in their lives. Yeah, I think I think uh, anyone can kind of have a look and, and pinch whatever part uh, of their childhood out of the character, uh, whether it's, you know, Wiggles or Blue's Clues or um, uh, Brother Bear or what, whatever whatever kids show that you watched as a kid, um, you know, there's something in that. Um, and it's interesting because uh, that character was kind of workshop for a while. It was during, during lockdown, um, there was not much going on uh, in terms of wrestling shows or training. The, the the only thing that we had going was uh was like promo classes virtual pro- promo classes where people had the opportunity to kind of try out new things new characters and i found that a lot of the um more experienced people who had their character weren't really um participating in those as much it was more new people i think uh that's where we saw the birth of like jim bro jesse's character we saw a lot of really interesting kind of new characters kind of come through that. I think the executive David streamer had a few um, early drafts in there as well. Um, But it was just a a space where you could kind of explore um, just some new ideas basically. And, and, you know, I think there was um, a couple of big brother Billy um, 
episodes that were shot on that were like shot very crudely um they're, they're still they're still uploaded somewhere so they, they might get a release somewhere um but <laughs> it was uh some very early early drafts and it just mm-hmm. kept popping the boys so i knew i was i knew i was doing something right um and then i think the debut was around november december last year and pretty much i had i had like six months to plan it so i was planning the entrance the music i was very selective on the music um and i i had a few ideas initially um and then it just um it, once i heard that song again i was like that's perfect um the tron i had to i worked on you know finding someone to design the tron uh, and then <laughs> the, the, the mascots or the playtime pals, uh, mm. came about. Cause I was like, how can I make sure that this gets over instantly? And that's where they came from. It was pretty much, I was like, I want, I want a dinosaur cause, um, of the wiggles because of Dorothy yeah. and I, and I want a pirate because of Captain Feathersword and the rest is whatever outfits I can get that are cheap, uh, <laughs> off Amazon. Um, and then I was just adding stuff to cart. I'm like, there's a banana, there's a pickle, there's a flamingo, and then I had to come up with names. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a it was a long process. Mm. Uh, but I think when it all came together, it it came together pretty right. Um, and in terms of character, I'm I'm always a big character guy. Like um, the inspirations I had growing up was Undertaker, Kane, um, and I think those were. The, I, I love that rivalry, and then when they came together, it was it was an amazing sight, and I was just sucked in by the big, larger than life characters. And so that's that's where my strengths are. It's always like, how does how would this person walk? How would they talk? <laughs> Filmingo, <laughs> Filmingo. Is few, Filmingo is my favorite of all the names. Um, it's funny. Uh, all the names uh, were have it. Some of them have an interesting, but Filmingo is just. Uh, great you know trevor the dinosaur is actually based off my my parents actually were in a children's bands together they they would tour no way. and 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 do like songs and one of the songs was called trevor the dinosaur so that's why trevor the dinosaur is named such um but filming is just a it's just a pun it's just a it's a great pun and i forced the commentary it's a guy named phil who's in a flamingo outfit (laughs) no 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 that's his birth given name phil mingo and yet a majority of the time it's been played by a female which is even funnier um phyllis so well i I just nah phil phil for short um it's it's gender fluid you know it's a gender fluid for lingo you know you don't don't need to stick your gender norms on on the flamingo you know it, it oh. can call itself what it wants you know um no but yeah. mean to disrespect <laughs> the flamingo. um yeah. you know you you mentioned something like about promo classes and stuff like that and i've asked a few people like because i think like that would probably be one of the most intimidating settings to cut a promo in like you could go out there in front of a live crowd and think, okay, that's not as bad as sitting there as like cutting a promo in front of like, you know, your colleagues and you know, your peers, essentially not your peers, but your peers. Well, I think, I think it's something that everyone needs to get practice at and everyone needs to get used to. Uh, I think he, uh, yeah. So sorbet with puns, forget about it. But, um, yeah, I think something that um, that you know PWA is really strong at is its wrestling. I think we have a lot of great opportunities to work with really great people, 
Um, and I, I think, you know, there are sometimes we don't get enough opportunities to cut promos or, um, you know, talk to a live crowd. You know, we're, we're really good at our, our uh, like post-production and, you know, we have, you know, Ben Anderson and, and, um, and Jack Jordan, you know, producing really great content. Um, and, you know, a lot of people are good on their own, you know, to go and cut a promo. But, you know, in terms of live you know, cutting promo, it's something that I think everyone needs, you know, practice mm-hmm. at, right? I think, you know, there's a few people that are, uh, are good at it and there's even fewer people that are amazing at it. Um, but I think when it comes to promo class, you're put in a situation where um, you don't have much prep time. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of these people who have these big angles where they have those big promos, are thinking about it for weeks, you know? And here it's like, you got an hour, um, you know, cut a t- two minute promo on, on, on this and it's just it's it's a skill on its own and i think it's something that um every wrestler needs to be good at you know you look at the best people in wrestling and they're great promo people um you know mm. there's you know we can talk about work rate and talk about all that stuff but you know i think i saw a statistic of like uh monday night raw and i think there was about six minutes per hour of actual wrestling and the rest was all yeah. back, backstage promos um mm. interviews um, that sort of thing. So I think it's it's something that people need to get comfortable talking, you know, in front of people. Uh, and if you can't talk in front of your peers, you know, people are the most supportive. Uh, you know, when it comes to a live crowd, I think that's an even that's an even harder thing to do. Um, yeah. I think you know, no one's going to be more critical than your friends. Uh, but that's a good thing. I think you know, criticism is always a great thing to have. You know, uh, you know, there's people are going to be harsh on you but that's because they they love you and they they want to get the best out of you so you know if someone goes into a promo class and you know cuts you to shreds a little bit it's it's to to build you up better you know um and that's the thing the person needs to take that on board learn from it and go okay no worries i heard what you said take it back and then try and incorporate something different you know what i mean yeah i think there's a lot of people who probably don't take criticism the best um but i think in wrestling you can't be that sort of person i think you need to you know there are people who have been here longer than you they've done they've done everything they have that experience and you know you'd be stupid not to 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 listen to them and you know you might not agree with them um you know you don't have to but at least you know listen to their perspective and Mm. and see what they have to say uh, because you know yeah no matter how long you've been uh, around in business you know you don't know everything you know there's always someone who knows more and you know when it comes to someone's giving you the, the time of day to try and help you you know be be a gentleman you know be be respectful and and listen to them yeah no absolutely i think that that's the but that's the best way that you're going to grow as a performer as well by taking that mm. advice on and I speak to like a lot of guys like, you know, Carter Deems, you know, who who even said at one stage in an interview was like, you know, sometimes getting advice is better than three training sessions that you could attend because that advice you can go back, digest it, look it through it and, you know what I mean, like and then train smarter or, you know, perform a different way. And it's like that is more important than the training in some aspect, what he was saying. Oh, definitely. I think you could probably go out uh, and have, you know, four, you know, five matches, right? Uh, but if no one's back there behind the monitor saying, you know, you, 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 you fuck this up, this is what you need to improve on, uh, this is what you're lacking, then you're just going to keep doing the same things and you're not going to get better.
Yeah. I mean, like, what was the one thing, like, for yourself where you thought, you know what, I just fucking killed this match, and then you come backstage, and then it was like, you know, this, 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 and this. Like, have you ever had one of those moments where you've just gone, like, yeah, that was the shit. I just went out there and fucking just popped the fucking universe out there, and you've come back, and then it was like, oh, shit, it wasn't as good as I thought. Um kind of off the top of my head something that does come to mind uh i was wrestling at iwa it was um team p class so myself jimmy townsend and parker thomas versus um it was mark mercedes um oh, wow robbie robbie zuko and i think brett brady um and it was mark mercedes retirement match uh, and I think um, we 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 were like we we're gonna we're gonna take this we're gonna burn a house down we're gonna have an absolute barn but all the boys are gonna be backstage they're gonna be popping they, it's gonna be great uh, and then we, we we went we went long we we had a long match um, and we thought yeah this is great uh, and we get back uh, to stage we're high fiving each other we get back behind the monitor and none of the boys are there they all fucked off and we're just oh. like oh. <laughs> like may, maybe we went a bit long, you know. Um, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, when it's Mark was... Mercedes and he's in the match, he goes as long as he wants, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was that was that was a, that was an interesting experience. Um, but yeah, I think that was when I was still I was still pretty pretty newish. Um, I think yeah, maybe two three years in at that point. <laughs> How do you how do you find like wrestling at IWA? Do you enjoy going and doing the shows with them? I haven't I haven't done an IWA show in a while, um, yeah. but I do I do enjoy the I do enjoy the the, the pro- it's actually funny. Um, IWA was where I first saw like live wrestling, so I grew Same. up. Um, yeah, I grew up around uh, like the eastern suburbs near like the Maroubra area, so like eastern mm-hmm. beaches around there. Um, and they used to, they, they still run, um, the South juniors at, um, yeah. and so when I was about 10, my dad took me to the first IWA show. I think Mark Mercedes was champ at the time. Um, to be honest, I can't really remember, um, any other wrestlers besides Mark Mercedes and Birdman. Um, cause Birdman was the first live match I watched. It was Birdman versus a guy that was, looked look like a, a, a skinnier jacked, uh, caveman Ugg. Um, and I remember that was the first match and Mark Mercedes was, was also wrestling on it. Um, so that was my first experience as, as, as a, as a, an audience member of wrestling. Uh, and then when I was 18 and I was thinking about getting into the business, um, I thought, you know, uh, you know, you know what, I think what I want to do is I want to watch another live show just to see if it's something that I'm, I'm really passionate about. And yeah. I, you know, I looked up IWA because that was the one I was, I, I knew. Um, and they had a show in the city. I went to it and, um, and a, a few weeks later, PWA had their tryout. And all the people that, you know, I was really impressed by on the show, they were trainers or they were um, trainees of PWA. And I thought, you know, this is the place that I have to mm. have to train if I want to be good. Um, and so it's an interesting journey, like starting as an audience member of IWA, and then getting to a point where I was getting booked on the shows and uh, yeah. performer. 
Um, That's so kind of was, like like it's almost like a little bit surreal because it's like when you go there as a kid and you watch a wrestling show, you're like, yeah. oh wow, this when you at that age you look at it, it's like that's like WrestleMania almost. You know what I mean? Like this is wow, this is cool as shit. Yeah, and then it's like you have that little bit of a nostalgia feel when you get older towards it, right? Yeah, I, I think so. It was a really interesting experience. I was uh, I wrestled the um, AWS show not too long ago, um, and the first one I went to. Uh, Birdman was on the show as well, and I thought that's that's, that's like it. That's a, an interesting experience, you know. Like yeah. the first person I ever saw wrestle live, and now I'm like a peer. So I, I was like, look, I, you know, I, I, I went up to him. I was like, Ed, look, do you mind if I get a photo? Because my dad will like will pop very very much because um, he remembers when I was like this big, um, yeah. and he took me to his first show. So I thought I thought it'd be a nice touching moment for him. He's like, oh yeah, God. Um, <laughs> i love i love yeah. phil is so cool he's always so friendly to everyone backstage oh like... he he is he is a lovely human being unless you're on his bad books um mm. which i think you know as long stay in his good books you want to stay in his good books um so so yeah, yeah no great <laughs> he's a great brother i i remember like he was on the first show that i went to go see like 20 years ago and it was, was like probably at that show <laughs> yeah well dude this was like 2000 or 2001 or some shit and he was like not the birdman he was like big phil picasso and he like honestly like just like he just was like the most scariest looking motherfucker you will ever see like he was like a real badass heel and it's like where he is now i'm like man fuck go back to that he, you know? <laughs> nah, he's still scary <laughs> oh 100 percent I wouldn't want to catch Birdman in a dark alley, you know. I, I, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, it, yeah. I think, uh, but yeah, it's just a, it's an interesting, you know, full circle of uh, a lot of things. Yeah, you know. It is, man. Like I think as well. Like that's the 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 beauty with wrestling as well. Like it definitely. Um, you know, does allow you to go full circle, like with certain things, like, you know what I mean? Like even you see with nostalgia, like you see on WWE, they bring back like, you know, former legends and greats and stuff like that and bring them back through. And it's like these people then can reminisce of these times where they were children or growing up or a time in their life where they can remember certain things from wrestling. Mm. Oh, definitely. And I think, um, you know, each generation can learn can learn from um you know previous ones and i think there's a you know a lot of knowledge that you know people can get from from the the older generation as well what do you um you know what do you plan to do for 2023 now like you know i think the new new character that you've got going uh is getting some great reactions what are your plans you know for this year uh for you as a, a performer I think it's it's just taking every opportunity that I can. Um, I think it's being able to wrestle at new places uh, and kind of just expand my brand a little bit. Um, something I really wanted to do uh, last year was you know travel interstate. Um, and I think I'll, I'll try and try and get that done this year. Now um, I, I'm planning on going overseas. Um, you know, in I think in the middle of the year um, to go over to LA and that sort of stuff for. Um, WrestleMania and that sort of that sort of thing. Just network a bit more and and, and try and just wrestle as much as I can. So, uh, in terms of you know people I want to wrestle, there's, there's still a lot of people even here. You know, mainly yeah. in PWA, I still haven't had a chance to 
kind of lock up with. And um, I think there's a lot of stories that can be told, um, particularly with my character. I think you know, very, <laughs> I'm a very charismatic and, and, and strong person to kind of be up against. So I think there's a lot of good stories that can be told um, going up against a, a few different people. Uh, but yeah, I think I just want to travel, wrestle as much as I can. Where do you think, like, you know, this character, like, you know, transitioning from, you know, your previously character into this, do you think, like, you know, with this character as well, like, you could start to do, like, under eight, like, sort of, like, the all-ages type shows or kid-friendly type shows and kids could get invested as well with the character? Oh, definitely. I think, I've you know, I've done, I've done the character for, you know, all ages. You know, it, it's just mm-hmm. there's different versions. There's one that's... Turn, turned up a little bit in terms of yeah. the, the crude humor uh mm. and there's you know the other times it's a scaled back version you know it's a it's a it's a pg deadpool rather than you know an r-rated deadpool you know um yeah so i i think there's there's ways to do it um and i have done it I, you know I, when i wrestled at aws most recently kid friendly you know yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was pg i was pg 13 you know there's nothing um nothing sexual devious about that big brother billy preston but when it comes to black label um you know yeah it's a different story i i slip in the odd innuendo and i you know i i I curse a little bit um but it's because i'm um you know catering for all ages you know i treat i treat everyone how i treat treat a five-year-old you know that's 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 the trick (laughs) to big brother billy preston is the everyone in the crowd is a five-year-old um and that's 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 just um, <laughs> how they how everyone behaves most of the time at the over eighteen shows because everyone's had a few. Um, so Hundred percent. You got to talk, talk um, a little bit stricter with them. So you know, we saw like from the last show, um, you know, you know the spot with you and Jordan, which I spoke to you, you know, off air about, and I said it was absolutely brilliant. I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Um, how did who came up with that whole like spot and angle, um, and how was it? you know, to get that reaction, you know, were you expecting that reaction straight away like that? I mean, I, you know, I, I was a little bit devious, um, you know, yeah. Jordan kind of went in there expecting one thing. Um, and then when he, uh, he was, he was led on a little bit, you know, uh, cause he, he was under the impression that, you know, we, we were, we were peers. We were, um, people that had, had a like mind, but I think, he forgot that in reality, Big Brother Billy Preston is, is uh, you know, is an adult entertainer. Emphasis on a, on a, an adult, you know. Um, and mm. he, uh, you know, he thought thought things were going well, uh, and then you know, I switched on him. I tricked him. Uh, so I think initially it's all, all my idea, and I think um, he he thought things were going to go well for him, but uh, in the end little bit of a swerve on him you know a little bit of a, a cheeky prank um and, and that threw him i think in the end so when we when we did did wrestle that <laughs> did wrestle um at the last show he he lost you know he i managed to kind of pin him and i think a similar situation uh you know might happen at the next show i think he'll go in expecting one thing and i think um you know uh there might be another swerve and he'll end up having to say another naughty word um so, so is this the first time that you're working with Jordan? Um, I had I had a brief 
um, interaction with him. I've wrestled him a couple times as a tag. Um, I think Wrestling Go, we wrestled a couple times in in some big tags. Uh, I wrestled him in a singles in the PWA Premiership. Um, but first time we've had a substantial angle together. Uh, and it's something that I think, you know, you know, Jordan's a really great competitor. I think there were, you know, there was a long period of time in PWA where he was the standout heel. He was the standout, you know, guy that everyone loved to hate. Um, and, you know, he had his, had his posse of SMS and whenever things were looking dark for him, you know, he managed to kind of lean on his, his cronies, I guess, whether it was, um, you know, Snapchat or, or you know, um, whether it was Steph Delander or, or now if it's, you know, Bell Pierce or, um, or AJ, you know, it's just, um, it's, it's, it's something that he always has to, has to lean on, you know, but he's a, he's a great competitor in, in himself, you know, even when he doesn't have his, his posse with him. Um, and I think it'd be interesting to see what, what he'd be able to accomplish uh, on his own. Um, but that's not to say, I think, I think his, his, his band of SMS, uh, you know, we'll have some competition, uh, next show. Cause you know, he's not the only one who has a, a posse with him. You know, I have, uh, I have Phil Mingo. What's he going to do against Phil Mingo? Huh? What's he going to do against a giant dinosaur? Nothing. He's got nothing. He's got nothing against that. You know? So breaking down, breaking down the fourth wall here though, like, you know, Jordan, who has been around for quite a number of years, uh, a veteran, you know, is this going to be a long-term story angle between the two of you? I guess, I guess we'll see what happens. You know, I think, um, you know, I don't really have control of who books the shows and, and what goes sure. on. Um, you know, I think I could learn a lot from, from Unsocial Jordan. I think, you know, he's got a wealth of knowledge and, you know, being in a, in a long lengthy feud with him would be like, a really good thing for, for myself in terms of experience. Uh, but at the end of the day, I really don't know. Yeah. I mean, is long-term, you know, feuds and storylines something that you're personally wanting to develop into more? I think, you know, having, having those experiences and, and being put into those positions is definitely something that I want to move towards. I think, you know, when you see, when you see the shows and how well they're produced and you see, you know, it's big main, main event matches or semi-main event matches and they have the big production alongside it. They have the the big promo packages and that sort of stuff. You know, I, I want that, you know, who doesn't, you know, you want to be in a position of, um, you know, sub- substantial position, you know, um, you know, there's sometimes where, you know, your role on the show is to be right before the main event and you have, you know, four minutes to go out there. Uh, but, you know, I, I think I'm getting to a level where, you know, I can hold my own in terms of those high positions. I think that's what I want to push towards this year is being able to, you know, take my character and have those substantial matches and be able to kind of contribute more to shows. And I think that like, that's like kind of the day and age we're in now where you can take, you know, a character, which is entertaining and, and for majority, you know, give that comedy aspect to their character but when they go in the ring and then they wrestle, 
there's a switch, you know what I mean? Whereas like years ago, it was like comedy wrestlers would be doing comedy matches and comedy promos and stuff like that. And it was all just one mm. big joke. But it's like, now you can see a wrestler be funny and, and have some sort of comedic timing. But then when the bell rings, and I think PWA does it really, really well with a lot of um, their comedy style, because it's like you see a match like with Big Fudge, you can then go and have a, you know, 10, uh, 15, 20 minute match with Jessica Troy and be absolutely amazing. Yeah, it'd be absolutely amazing with maybe one comedy spot in it. That's the sort of thing where I think you're seeing a lot more in professional wrestling is where, you know, talent mm. and performers are being given that opportunity to shine in the ring as well as you have different offshoots of the personality and character. I think, yeah, people just want to be entertained. So mm. people don't care whether it's comedy or, you know, a serious grapple grapple match or it's, um, you know, high-flying Paris to Silva doing a bunch of shooting star presses. You know, I think it's just people want to be able to watch something, enjoy it, and have some sort of story told. Um, yeah. And that's what they want. Um, and I think we're getting to a point where people's palettes are uh, more intricate sometimes. Uh, but at the end of the day, as long as... If you if you make a you know you make a burger it doesn't matter if it's a beef burger a chicken burger or you know a, a fillet of fish if it tastes good it tastes good you know hundred um, percent yeah so I think people are you know getting used to high quality stuff and and people want to watch something that's good um, mm. so whether it's comedy or, or anything like that you know you now I I think my strength a lot of time is I have really good comedic timing just comes from I've watched a lot of stuff <laughs> and I grew up you know watching a lot of you know sophisticated comedy I'd say uh for you know a young person um what and... sort of... oh, sorry what do you when you say sophisticated comedy what kind of shows were you watching I I was always a big fan of British humor so you know I I no offense to anyone who likes, you know, the American sitcom. I think, you know, it's it's only this much layer of depth. But you know, I grew up watching like Monty Python, Faulty Towers, um, nice. you know, Goodies. I I really liked the Three Stooges as a kid. I think that's that's come into to play a little bit as well. But bunch of different inspirations here and there, and I think it's um it's just trickled into storytelling. So I think. Like every great director, you know, uh, they they love to steal it. Well, uh, what is it? Um, not steal, but um, borrow, uh, <laughs> borrow, uh, borrow. But uh, take inspiration. Right. Yeah, they take they take inspiration from places, and they put it in their films. Like uh, you know, they they it's a homage. Yeah, that's what it is. You know, they call it a homage um, to 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 stuff that they used to watch as a kid, um, and I think. I've taken a lot of the comedy stuff that I grew up on and um, reinterpreted it to a wrestling audience and then chucked it in there a little bit. Um, you know, I think there's, you know, a, a, it's, it's interesting because I think comedy is just as hard as, as you know, anything else in wrestling. I think there's, a, I think it's hard. Well, you know, I think as long as you're getting some reactions from the crowd, you're doing your job right. I think uh, that's, that's the main thing at the end of the day. Uh, I think, you know, I could probably go in there and do, you know, serious wrestle wrestle. Um, with, mm. you know, any, any other competitor in Peterborough. But can I do it as well as, as Robbie Eagles or, or Jack Bonza? Um, probably not not right now. No, 
uh, I'd still need years to catch up to them. But in terms of, you know, in terms of comedy, I think, you know, I'm at the level of big fudge, you know, and I think that's, that's, uh, that's a, a, a badge of honor that I'd wear. You know, I have, uh, I look up a lot to big fudge and he was someone who definitely helped me out a, a lot when I was first starting out. So I think, um, you know, I've, I've stolen his spot, you know, uh, <laughs> and he, he can fight, he can fight me for it, you know? Um, so, but yeah, I think, um, in terms of the comedy in PWA, there's some great comedy people around. You know, Big mm. Fudge is not, not the only person who can do comedy really well. I think there's a bunch of other people. David Streamer, he is a legend. I think he Good is straight. He's the straight man comedy. You know what I mean? Like he, just... oh, you, you need that. I think mm. he's, he's someone who's come, come a long way. I think he was someone that I didn't see. Um, I didn't see I didn't see the the gimmick come along as fast as it did, and then it just came, and then it was something that was like, "Wow, this is something." And I, I got to wrestle him a few times, and I think you know working with him was really easy because um, there's a ha ha and there's a, a straight man, you know. Um, yeah. That's the some people who, who believe that's the only dynamic in comedy, but I think that's one of the dynamics in comedy. I think there's there's other. I was having a conversation with someone about this, but there's there's other ways that you can do it. You can have two funny people. You know, sometimes it doesn't work as well, but you can you can have two mm. ha uh, you can have two straight men, um, you know, uh, with a bit, of, it, bit of ha-ha as well, you know. I think it depends on what the um, the 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 atmosphere and the connection is between the two people doing the spot as well, you know what I mean? Like mm. that interaction as well, you know, how they sort of feed off each other. Mm. Oh, it's like, it's chemistry. It's like, uh, it's like yeah. any, any form of, you know, uh, pairing up with two, two grapplers, you know, they have to have some sort of chemistry. Oh, hundred percent. And it's, uh, you know, and I think that that's the thing, man, like not everything on the show needs to be the same. And I think that wrestling is always good to be like a smorgasbord or a buffet where there's always different bits and yeah. stuff that people will like. Cause the wrestling is I, a very subjective yeah. Yeah, thing. Well, I view, I view our shows at least as a, as a variety show, you know, you have you have your high flyers, you have your grapplers, you have your you, know, you have your comedy, and you have your you know your larger than life um, you know characters. I think it's it's you can't expect everyone to to like everything. I remember there was an expression that someone said where um, someone is someone's favorite wrestler. So if someone's watching a show, your favorite wrestler could be um, Jude the Dude London. Whereas someone else in the crowd's favorite wrestler is Kai Drake. And yeah. you just, you, you, that's what, that's what you have to, you know, think about, you know, you're, you're part of the show. You're a crucial part of the show. Um, but you're not the show. Everyone's the show. 100%. You know, whether, and not just, not just the performers as well. You know, the people who are doing, you know, the ring crew, people who are doing the, you know, the sound guy, Aiden, um, you know, Ben, uh, ben Anson, who's pulling his hair out uh, over at the monitor, um, the commentary team. You know, someone could just really like um, Andrew Rose. You know, um, mm. that 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 could be their. Fa- they, they just like they love listening to him. You know, hundred um, percent. So, it's it's one of those things where everyone can kind of get a different different selection. It's like you said, a buffet. You know, mm. someone can go there, spend fifty bucks, and then all you eat, all you can eat buffet and and enjoy their favorite wrestlers. You know. Mm. Or you can watch wrestling for two hours. 
but like i feel like i feel like with wrestling though as well like it's interesting because i I heard a clip this morning from effie over in the states and he was talking on his podcast he said something like yeah like can i go out there and put on a chain wrestling match for like 15 20 minutes yeah i can and like whatever but like i'm sick of these people coming to me and saying what i do isn't wrestling because when i go out to do a show I go backstage and everyone comes up to me and says, that was so fucking entertaining. I go out to the crowd. That is so fucking entertaining. He goes, wrestling has now changed so much and evolved so much, but mm. you know, these people are still so stuck in their ways. Do you find that still with certain people? Like they still go look at certain things where they go, oh, this generation, this isn't wrestling. This is blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, everyone has their, their different tastes, but you know, it doesn't bother me anything. You know, I know, mm. <laughs> I know what I what I do is is important, yeah. and I know what I do is good. Um, I remember listening to like a review or something. Someone sh- shared with me a review, and they were like, "Oh yeah, I watched I watched uh, Big Brother Billy versus Donny Maker." And normally, I'm not a comedy guy; it's not really my thing. But uh, yeah, they they were pretty good, you know. And I was just like, like just enjoy it you know like it doesn't mm. you don't have to be like um you know a mass a massive comedy guy because it's not all comedy at the end of the day it's still wrestling like wrestling is wrestling um mm. and you know it, it doesn't bother me because you know i i i'm out there i can hear the reactions you know i think mm. a lot of people are too concerned about internet reviews and twitter and that sort of stuff nowadays just go out there and if you heard the crowd react well and you know that's that's that, that's the important thing you know you're going out there and getting getting good reactions um 100% and I, know, and I, yeah. I was with luke hawks at that show while that match was going on and he was blo- he was going this is fucking great he goes there's no way this shit could be done in america he goes but this is <laughs> fucking brilliant he goes a crowd chanting drugs like he was he popped for it so this is yeah. a person who's been in the business for 20 something years and he's going how great it is so like someone who's sitting around reviewing a show who's probably never even been in a ring in their life. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing as well. I remember, you know, uh, listening to a few Al Snow podcasts and, and just him talking about, um, you know, people who who don't have that experience and, you know, never taken a bump before. They have their own perception on, on things. Um, yeah. And, you know, you, like I said, you have a wealth of experienced people backstage and if they're coming back and giving you positive feedback, they're the ones you should be listening to, not people 100%. who criticize. Listen to the people, people that are criticizing paying you. Yeah, exactly. So you know, if people are, people are coming out and criticizing, you're know, like, ah, oh, you know, this is real. Re- this isn't real wrestling. You know, like whatever. Woo-hoo. Yeah, exactly. I think as well. Like, but uh, no matter how much you know, people want to run from it. It's like whenever people are succeeding, there's always going to be a certain. Yeah, majority oh, of people that are yeah. hate on them. You know what I mean? <laughs> people love to criticize now. They love they love to be negative nowadays. Nothing's ever good enough anymore. You know, it's like, oh, the new Marvel movies are terrible, or the new Star Wars movies are terrible, or the new Game of Thrones is terrible. Everyone loves to shit on things nowadays. No one no one can be a fan of anything anymore. Um, you know, everyone has to has to be, be a negative Nelly all the time, you know, they have to be, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't like. It. I watch the pure, real wrestling. You know, 
it's like, come on, everyone, everyone loves to watch a trash film every now and then. Everyone, everyone likes to, you know, watch, watch, you know, a, a funny like. My roommate loves Kit Katara. He can't get enough of Kit Katara. He'll watch <laughs> every Kit Katara match on the couch at midnight, and I'll come in and watch it with him. Um, and anyone who says that Kit Katara is not a real wrestler doesn't know what they're talking about. Um, so, hey, I think if you get in a wrestling ring, you get booked on shows, and there's a crowd there watching you, that makes you a real wrestler. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? but, um, but it's, it's the same thing that like every generation has probably gone through those probably people from the 80s looking down on people from the 90s and then the people from the 70s looking down on the people in the 80s during their era and so forth and so forth oh, it's, it's always a generational thing i think um you know the old generation is always like what are those crazy kids doing with their hair spiked up and that sort of thing so uh, <laughs> these yeah, snappers. yeah. <laughs> get off me lawn um yeah no i think i think um there's always that generational divide and it's you know mm. you kids are doing crazy things nowadays i think it's different with wrestling because i think you know there is the older generation kind of saying uh, you know your kids are doing all these crazy bumps when you probably shouldn't be doing all these crazy bumps and i can understand that i think you know people are, st- uh, are doing too much um in my opinion i think um you know the indie style is is, is not my style of wrestling uh, but I understand it has its place, you know, like every, every, every style of wrestling has its place, whether it's, you know, the indie style or the British strong style or the Japanese style or death match. I'm personally not a massive fan of death match wrestling, but I understand its place. Um, you know, I think, um, everyone has their own, you know, taste. Like I said, I grew up watching Undertaker Kane. So I just, I, I like, you know, the big sweaty men with big characters, you know, that's, that's my, <laughs> that's my style of wrestling, you know? And then I like, I like mm. Santina Morella, you know, I like, I like the comedy style too, you know? Mm. And then I grew up in the height of, height of John Cena. So I can, I can watch John Cena match, you know, even though it's the yeah. exact same match that I've seen before, but I can see, I can watch it because that's why he's so good. Cause he did the same five moves over and over again and made the most money. So that's, uh, oh, oh. All right, Mr. Devola. Um, you hate the dinosaur. You hate the dinosaur. But, but you know what? Like, I, I feel like when people hate on wrestling, though, like, it's just like if you're a wrestling fan, right, and you're hating on a certain genre of wrestling, it's like you're a wrestling fan. I mean, someone is a fan of this genre and is enjoying it. Like, deathmatch wrestling is, is something I feel like now has evolved so much where you can see good when good workers and good wrestlers can go and have a good death match and they can sort of like build up to things as well. But when you see people go in there, it's like anything bad wrestling sucks. It doesn't matter or the yeah. genre, but if it's good, it's fucking good. Exactly. You know, I think, um, you know, there are some you know, great people in, in all those different fields. Um, I think, um, <laughs> there you uh, go. Rose, Rose. Putting you out. Uh, thanks Rose. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think, you know, every genre has its stars. Um, it's like, it's like anything, you know, there's, you know, 10,000 musos. How many of them are, are really good? You know, I think there's, you know, like you said, when it's bad, it's bad. When it's good, it's good. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think you can, you can watch, you can watch, uh, even, even a genre you don't like, whether it's comedy or deathmatch, you know, if you come across a clip of something that's like, oh, this was done really well. You know, you can be supportive of that. You don't don't have to be negative all the time you know 
No, 100%, man. And I think that that's the, the midst of it. But I think that there's a lot of tribalism in wrestling. And it's kind of yeah. like, you know what I mean? I think especially the online stuff, like, man, Twitter is like a cesspool of like so much toxicity <laughs> when it comes to wrestling. Like, yeah. I go on there just to have a laugh in the middle of my day. Like, if I'm having a bad day, I just go on to Twitter and see what shit are people are posting. Well, I, I wish I wish I was more active on my socials because I think it definitely helped help my brand out uh, a little bit. But um, yeah, I, I I can't really I, I don't I don't really like being on there to be honest. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. it's just something that like you know I, I don't really particularly enjoy. And back to like the tribalism aspect, it's mm. it's an interesting thing because wrestling. The point of wrestling is to make you care, you know like uh every every wrestler is their own brand and you and you you're trying to go out there and perform and and make someone care about you or make someone despise you um that's the point you know and i think you know people online hide behind the keyboard a little bit and they 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 want to be you know involved and they they want to be the star but you know it's it's a living it's a living for us and you know i think um you know wrestlers they're there to, to entertain you um, and they, they want to make you care about them. And some people you know, could take it a little bit too far. So, Yeah, I mean, the whole point of uh, when you're a wrestler is to get that emotion from people, get them invested emotionally. Yeah. I, and that's I, the thing. I, can, I, think I can sometimes see how people, yeah. But I think sometimes some of these like fans, maybe they've just like they're invested so much emotionally into it that they've like yeah. worked themselves up into a shoot where like oh, this guy's a fucking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I think that's the case for a majority of these people. I think so. And look, I think there's some people who generally enjoy that. They enjoy people, people like genuinely angry. You know, some some people are a little bit of a, you know some wrestlers are a little bit of a troll in that way. I guess, yeah. um, but you know that's their job. You know, it's to, it's to get people riled up and there's there's people exactly. that are there to, to make you care. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. I mean, it's, you know, you, you got to be along for the emotional journey when it comes to wrestling, don't you? Oh, for sure. I think that's the point, you know, is to get people to get people to care and how, how can we uh, make this story mean something? Mm, exactly. But it is that time of the show. It is time for 60 seconds with Pierce. How this is going to work, I'm going to set the clock. Big brother Billy's got 60 seconds to answer as yes. many questions as he can. Uh, what's what's, under, what's the most? You know, what's, what's, what's the, the most, most questions? Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of... I don't know. I gotta, I've never I really counted. Yeah, I've got to beat it, you know? Uh, and what, what's uh, the prize? What do I win? Uh, my undevoted respect. I've already got that, you know. Oh, it's okay. Well, uh, back, yeah. I'll, I'll buy you a beer at the next show. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Cool. All right. You ready to get started? Yes. Okay. What is your biggest fear? Spiders. What is the shittest gift you have ever received? Uh, my brother got me a little blow-up doll that was like this big. Uh, it was a gag gift. Oh, wow. Okay. What is the shittest gift you have ever given someone? Um, box of favorites. What is your biggest pet peeve? Ooh. Um, when people cut in the line uh, at a supermarket or a store. Okay. So when you're in the car, you're cruising along, you've got your stereo pumped up, 
you're by mm. yourself. What is the song that you are pumping and you know all the lyrics to? Oh, um, <laughs> pretty much like any 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 musical song. So like anything from like a, a musical, I'll be I'll be just singing it because no one's listening. You know, no one can judge my music taste. What is something that you enjoy but you're embarrassed to admit that you like? Kind of like a musical. Musicals. <laughs> Snapchat or yeah. TikTok? Uh, Snapchat, I guess. Okay. And last one. In five minutes' time, you are being shipped out of space. What two personal belongings do you take with you, excluding human beings? Uh, my DVD collection and a DVD player. Oh, no. A, a TV with a built-in DVD player. There you go. That is 60 seconds of Pierce with big brother Billy Preston. Billy, thank you so much for coming on the show again, man. This has been a great time. I uh, really enjoyed talking to you. I had a great time this evening. Uh, where can everyone find you on social media? Where can people get some Big Brother Billy merch as well? So uh, social media, I think it's at Big Brother Billy on Instagram and Twitter. Um, in terms of merch, I still have uh, a lot of my bath water to sell. Um, and I should have... <laughs> I should have some new shirts coming soon. I don't know if they'll be ready for the next show, um, no. but I'll certainly get them up at least on the the Pro Wrestling Tees website, I believe, by the show. And then hopefully I'll have some 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 t-shirts. Uh, I think I'll have three t-shirts um, available. So if you're keen on um, you know purchasing a Big Brother Billy merch, let me know. Let me know your size. <laughs> DM me. Let me know your size. I'll make sure I have a a, a shirt ready for you. There you go. Uh, also, last question that I always ask people, uh, what is one question that I didn't ask you in this interview that you wish I asked and how would you have answered it? Mm. I think if you asked how badly am I going to beat Unsocial Jordan at the next show, uh, I probably would have answered uh, I'm going to beat him up very badly. You know, that's 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 my confidence, you know, for the next show. I think that's, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go in there, make him say a naughty word. There you go. Next show. We've heard Jordan say fuck. Will we hear him say see you next Tuesday? Tune into PWA to find out. Till then, we'll see you again very soon. Take care. All the best. Peace. <laughs>